You're listening to Thrive with Karina Grueling, a personal health and life design podcast for the modern everyday woman. Tune in and get inspired on how to thrive in your body and life. This is your host, Karina Grueling. So I'm glad that you are back for a new episode of the Thrive Podcast. And today we are talking about the topic of stress. And if you have already listened to some of my podcast episodes, you know, of course, that stress is one of the main causes of hormonal and other health disorders. And last week in the group call for the Hormone Thrive program, I had all participants take a test to determine if stress is the main factor in the problems. And there were many aha moments and some of them, they were really, truly shocked by how many of the questions they answered yes to, yeah, indicating symptoms clearly related to stress. And everyone who subscribed to my newsletter received the questions. But if you haven't received them and you would like to take the test, then please contact me via the contact form on my website and I will send them to you. So as stress is truly the main trigger of many of our health problems, it's time for us to really analyze this topic and to find out what's actually happening and why stress has such an incredible impact on our hormonal system and overall health. And that's why it's very important to me that you listen to this episode today, especially if you have hormonal issues. So no matter what kind, so whether it's thyroid problems or issues with getting pregnant or menstrual cycle problems, menopausal symptoms, or if you have problems with digestion or skin or weight. So I hope that you listen to this episode until the end. So even if you currently believe that you don't have any stress, because the topic is much more complex than you might suspect at this moment. And I will even go so far as to claim that if you had no stress, you probably wouldn't have any hormonal complaints. So let me explain to you now how our stress system works, what effects stress has on our hormones and your health, and specifically what role our stress hormones, especially the hormone cortisol, play in this. So cortisol is often referred to as the stress hormone and too much or too little of our stress hormones can wreak havoc on our hormone system. However, cortisol is actually a real hero. So cortisol is like our life insurance policy. So if we shouldn't yeah, we shouldn't call it a stress hormone, but rather a survival hormone. So cortisol, along with the hormone adrenaline, is responsible for enabling us to mobilize incredible strength in life-threatening situations. So go for days without food or recover from severe infections or injuries. But in reality, these survival reactions, these emergencies could happen very rarely. Because in fact, cortisol has no time to deal with all these emergencies yeah, all day long. So it also doesn't have the resources to constantly focus on survival. So imagine it like this. So cortisol is part of the volunteer fire department. So whenever there is a fire, it has to respond. 
But cortisol's main job is actually quite different. On one hand, cortisol regulates various metabolic processes, including fat metabolism, uh, carbohydrate balance, and protein turnover. But it also controls the function of our ovaries and our libido and even regulates the production of thyroid hormones. On the other hand, cortisol also regulates our circadian rhythm. And I will tell you more about how that works in a moment. So cortisol is a type of steroid hormone produced in the adrenal glands. And steroid hormones are derived from cholesterol, making them highly lipid-soluble, but also poorly water-soluble. And this allows them, unlike other hormones, to enter cells directly and act very quickly. And the adrenal glands where cortisol is produced, they have nothing to do like functionally with the kidneys, which is the detoxification organ. The adrenal glands are too yeah, walnut-sized endocrine glands, meaning they produce hormones and they sit like little heads on top of the kidneys. So cortisol is produced by the adrenal glands daily and is released in 7 to 10 searches throughout the day. So in the morning, shortly after waking up, cortisol levels are at the highest to provide us with enough energy to wake up, to get out of bed and be productive for the day and tackle our tasks. After that, cortisol gradually decreases throughout the day with yeah, slight fluctuations so that we become tired in the evening and our sleep hormone can be produced. So by midnight, cortisol levels in the blood reach their lowest point and melatonin, our sleep-inducing hormone, yeah, is at its highest point. So ideally, we would already be deeply asleep by midnight because this is when the body is optimally de detoxified, regenerated, yeah, and repaired. So around two o'clock in the morning, cortisol starts to rise slowly again, yeah, reaching its highest level again in the morning between seven and eight. And then the cortisol cycle starts anew. You can imagine the cortisol curve graphically as a sky slope. So high in the morning, low in the evening. So essentially, it's like filling up our glass of water with cortisol overnight. So it's completely full in the morning. And then we gradually consume it throughout the day until the glass is depleted um, in the evening. Yeah. So then the glass is refilled during the night so that we have all our resources again in the morning to start the day rested and energized. So the main job of cortisol is to fulfill its role as an activity hormone. It ensures that we are focused, that we are productive, and especially in the morning, and that all the pain we experience, yeah, some people have joint pain or other pains, is optimally managed here in the metabolic function. Occasionally, cortisol, along with adrenaline, has to respond to emergencies. So when we are in acute danger, in life-threatening situations, you're during severe infections or in the event you're of hunger, 
like of severe hunger. So in other words, when we are exposed to stress, this has been the case for many thousands of years and it's still the case today. Of course, nowadays we no longer have to chase after or fight here yeah, and kill um, yeah, a saber toothed tiger or flee from one. Yeah, because our refrigerators are always well stocked and yet we still experience stress. And in fact, we have more stress than ever before in human history. So deadlines, social media, overwhelm, multitasking, that's what we do every single day. And the desire to be perfect on all levels as a woman, yeah, to look good, have a great figure, succeed in our careers, be a loving mother, a sexy partner. And of course, the house, yeah, the garden must also look perfect. And that's the stress we have today. That's the stress many women put on themselves. And stress occurs on different levels, not just in terms of deadlines and long to-do lists. And these levels are often overlooked. So whether it's emotional stress like guilt, you're in like loneliness, traumatic experiences, yeah, the feeling of not being enough, yeah, feeling ugly when looking in the mirror, yeah, or when we overeat, you know, when when we eat things that we exactly know are not so good for us. Yeah, so all of that is stress. Yeah, or it could be also physical stress caused by nutrient deficiencies, yeah, by diets, by medication, yeah, by environmental toxins, because of drugs, electromagnetic fields, lack of sleep, viral illnesses, yeah, or when you exercise excessively, yeah, also chronic pain, inflammation, all of that is stress. And for the body, it always means the same stress response. The body doesn't really care about the source of stress. It always sends out, yeah, we can say a team of stress hormones. And you might now realize what I'm getting at. Everyone experiences stress in one way or another nowadays. And I would like to show you now what happens in the body when you are in a stressful situation. So let's take a very ordinary example. So let's say you get startled because someone unexpectedly comes around the corner. Or perhaps, yeah, another example, suddenly a large, yeah, unfamiliar dog rushes towards you while you are walking in the woods. In that moment, your adrenal glands rapidly release the hormone adrenaline. And adrenaline is always the first responder in an emergency. It ensures that you can escape the danger by initiating the fight or flight response. And in this situation, sugar is pumped into the muscles through the bloodstream. Blood is diverted from the internal organs, especially in the digestive and reproductive systems. Because who thinks about eating or having sex in an acute stress situation? So now we have increased blood flow to the arms and legs, allowing us to run away quickly or have enough strength to defend ourselves. And at the same time, the pancreas produces more insulin to regulate blood sugar levels. And blood pressure is increased so that we are particularly alert and highly concentrated during the danger. So we can remember this. Stress 
drains energy from the digestive and reproductive organs, increases blood sugar levels, and raises blood pressure. So when this danger has passed, the body returns to its usual calm state without any lasting damage. And these processes are controlled by the autonomic nervous system. You cannot consciously control this. It's all unconscious. And the nervous system consists of a sympathetic, parasympathetic, and uh, enteric nervous system. And the enteric nervous system sits in the gut. So the sympathetic nervous system the and the parasympathetic nervous system they are counterparts, yeah, like yin and yang, activity and rest. And the sympathetic nervous system triggers the fight or flight response by activating adrenal hormones. I like to call it the survival mode. So once a danger has passed, the parasympathetic nervous system slows down the heart rate, breathing slows down, blood is pushed back towards the gut, yeah, tissues are repaired and the libido is reactivated. So we switch from the flight or fight mode to the rest and regeneration mode. And I also like to call it the feed and breathe mode because eating and reproduction are now possible again, now that we have escaped from the stressful situation and emergency. So it's healthy when after a stressful situation dominated by the sympathetic nervous system, we return to relaxation and to regeneration. And this is when the parasympathetic nervous system takes over. So this is a very simple survival mechanism. And this really has kept yeah, humanity alive since ancient times. So we are all well equipped to cope with very difficult circumstances and resist all kinds of major stressors and recover from them. And now comes the big but. Most of the women I work with show a clear sympathetic overload. They are overloaded and often overwhelmed by all the tasks and expectations placed on them by others and above all, by those they impose on themselves throughout the day. So even though they are often reluctant yeah, to admit it at first, many women are actually not aware of the incredible stress loop they are in and how much pressure is actually weighing on them and how much pressure they put on themselves. So a stressful situation leads to us yeah, releasing more adrenaline. And if women also drink a lot of coffee to somehow stay awake and energetic, it pushes them even further into sympathetic dominance. And then the adrenal glands work over time. So this stress, which accumulates over time, when they do not really um, like ear do something to release that stress increases the adrenal cortisol secretion. And cortisol is indeed our chronic stress hormone, which historically it was primarily released during prolonged periods of hunger. But today, of course, we no longer suffer from hunger. Yeah, lucky not, luckily not here in our society. Of course, there are still parts um on earth where this is unfortunately the case. But we are still under chronic stress yeah, between 
fears of existence, relationship problems, yeah, money problems, and other worries that persistently trouble us. And if these problems and concerns persist for a long time, more cortisol is continuously released through the adrenals to enable the body to withstand the stress burden. And this already alters our metabolism and hormonal balance. So we simply cannot switch off anymore. We sleep poorly. We feel restless. Yeah, we watch TV or listen to a podcast to finally be able to fall asleep. So in short, we can hardly relax anymore. And this is precisely the problem we face today. And in addition, to the personal stress we all somehow have, the sensory overload we experience in our digital age to which we are constantly exposed poses a huge problem. So if you work in an office and you constantly check your phone to see if you have received a message, scroll through Instagram and TikTok and constantly switch between different platforms, it's a tremendous stress. And our brain and nervous system are not at all equipped to handle this daily sensory overload and information processing through smartphones and PCs, television, WhatsApp, yeah, electromagnetic fields. So just imagine nowadays we absorb as much information in two months as we did in a whole lifetime in the 18th century. And this is crazy. So information processing is a very intense neurological activity and consumes incredible amounts of energy. It prevents us from transitioning into the relaxation state. So our entire lives have changed so rapidly in recent decades that the emergency survival program is constantly activated in most of us. And as a result, this protective mechanism can then turn against the body itself, yeah, causing chronic complaints and even illnesses. So throughout the body, this chronic stress burden creates chaos, affecting hormones, digestion, the immune system, metabolism, the brain, yeah, the psych, so everything. And everything becomes disordered. We are stuck in survival mode, like in a dead end, and we are unable yeah, we are unable to find the way out because we can't even remember anymore how it feels to be deeply relaxed. And we can't return to our normal mode, our life mode. And that's what we aim for. Yeah, we want to be in that relaxed, yeah, calm state. And in modern life, yeah, the, um, we want to be in that parasympathetic nervous system. Yeah. And then we, thrive then our skin and our hair is beautiful yeah we are slim and we are strong we have good digestion yeah we are focused and efficient we have loads of energy we have symptom-free periods we have a good libido a restful sleep and in this life our hormones are balanced in survival mode when you are chronically stressed your hormonal system suffers and i want to emphasize here again Stress isn't always negative. It also depends on how we handle stress and whether we might even perceive it as positive and motivating. 
And it's also quite normal for our cortisol secretion to fluctuate daily and situationally appropriate. But stress becomes a problem when our adrenal glands work overtime, producing so many stress hormones for a period that they eventually become exhausted. We might even slide into adrenal fatigue, you know, where we are constantly tired and unmotivated. Yeah, then we can't sleep anymore um, and we feel constantly overwhelmed and overburdened by the tasks we face daily. Yeah, or we sleep for 12 hours and we still feel tired. I also did a podcast episode on adrenal fatigue that you can find. So when we are in a state of chronic stress burden, which has negative effects on our body, on our health, on our hormonal system, and I would like to briefly introduce some of these negative effects. So I have already mentioned some, but here is, yeah, here are some more. So firstly, stress leads to anxiety to overwhelm, to sleep disturbances. And I've mentioned that stress creates a feeling of being unable to cope with these daily demands, of not being able to decide freely anymore. So you feel constantly rushed and overwhelmed and sleep disturbances follow. And in this condition persists yeah, for a long time, it can lead to chronic exhaustion and result then like even in, in depression yeah, or in panic attacks. So chronic stress also leads to digestive problems. When the body switches to survival mode to mobilize energy reserves for the perceived battle of survival, this energy is diverted from other bodily functions that are not essential for survival at that moment. So one example is digestion. If the state of stress persists for a long time, it can lead to digestive problems and irritable bowel syndrome or permanent damage of your gut flora yeah, and intestinal lining. Yeah, some people here, um, also know about the leaky gut syndrome. And the gut needs to function for a good hormonal system because our hormone secretion occurs through the gut. And it's important to remove excess hormones from the body. And of course, the gut itself also produces important hormones, such as serotonin, our happiness hormone. So the gut simply needs to function. And under stress, the gut and indeed the digestive system, they do not function optimally. So long-term stress can lead to weight gain. It can lead to cravings, increased abdominal fat. Yeah, so cortisol's task, among others, is to signal the body to store fat. And cortisol is a storage hormone, just like insulin. Because it could be that the emergency we find ourselves in is ridiculous. Therefore, we need to store fat reserves as an energy reserve. And that's naturally around the hips and especially around the internal organs. And so you will have belly fat and you can't get rid of it anymore. So if you notice that you are increasingly storing yeah, abdominal fat it could be also related to increased stress and chronically elevated cortisol levels. Then moreover, the body naturally tries to ensure particularly effective energy replenishment. And that's why in stressful times, we have a particularly strong craving for sugar and fatty or carbohydrate-rich foods. So long-term stress 
also leads to blood pressure issues and it can lead also to insulin resistance or diabetes. Because if the blood sugar is constantly high due to chronic stress and consequently a lot of insulin is released, the pancreas becomes overloaded in the long run and can no longer keep up with insulin production. And this poses the risk of developing insulin resistance which, as you may know, is the precursor to diabetes and also increases the risk of heart disease. So chronic stress also affects the immune system. It can predispose to autoimmune diseases and in dangerous situations, the immune system is very strongly activated and can even become overactivated in the long run. Yeah, And then it can lead to Reactions such as allergies, skin rashes, eczemas, and in severe cases, of course, autoimmune diseases. Or we get sick more often. Yeah, we catch every cold wave, every flu, every virus that's going around when we are under chronic stress. And least, yeah, or, and last but not least, chronic stress leads to disruptions in the hormonal system. Because in stress mode, the body concentrates all its energy exclusively on survival mode. And as I have already mentioned for that, it needs to divert energy away from the digestion, which costs an incredible amount of energy. And there's another system that consumes a tremendous amount of energy, and that's reproduction. And digestion and reproduction, yeah, eating and sex, simply aren't on the agenda when I'm fighting for survival. Because for the body, every stress, every form of stress is per survival. And it will always react with the same physiological response. And here we come to a topic that is extremely relevant for us women. If all the energy is now being put into cortisol production, then we also don't have enough energy for reproduction. So in such an emergency situation, the body will not allow pregnancy. And that's why ovulation is suppressed. There can be a lack of progesterone, so pregnancy cannot occur. Or you might experience a miscarriage in the first three months. So under stress, everything related to your sex hormones suffers. Your cycle, your, you, know, your, you might have PMS problems. You might suffer from endometriosis, from PCOS. Yeah, so all of these can intensify traumatically under stress because the body doesn't invest all its energy here into stressful situation. So we must be particularly careful with our energy reserves and stress. We must save energy. So that's the alpha and omega. So storing energy and saving energy. So under no circumstances should we waste energy unnecessarily or produce um, too much um, heat. Yeah, And beautiful skin and hair are not important right now either. So who is responsible for that? Our thyroid gland. So when you're stressed, when the body suppresses thyroid function and fewer thyroid hormones are produced, very importantly in cases of hypothyroidism symptoms, the adrenal glands should always be checked as well. And of course, also in cases of hyperthyroidism. So hyperthyroidism is an overactive thyroid because hyperfunction often follows um, an underactive thyroid. So if you 
now have abnormal TSH levels or thyroid symptoms, please see how your adrenal glands are doing and see if you are really addressing the root cause. And maybe don't rush into supplementing with thyroid hormones. First check your stress levels. And you may have wondered during this episode whether you are under chronic stress or not. So there are very clear physical and psychological symptoms indicating high stress levels. And I have already mentioned some of these symptoms here, but also hair loss, heaviness in your chest, sh shoulder, neck, back pain, general body aches and pain, you're grinding your teeth or clenching your jaw are clear signs of chronic stress. And in Ayurveda, Vata is considered one of the three doshas, yeah, or fundamental energies that govern the nervous system. So we say in Ayurveda that 80% of the diseases we have on the planet are due to a vata imbalance. And that's why we focus on many vata balancing techniques and self-care habits to balance vata energy. So I hope I was able to show you today how important it is to prevent yeah, your stress load and stress response and to make sure that you continually return to this relaxation state or to the mode, like to this stress-free, calm mode of life. And very simple methods for practicing how to transition yeah, from survival mode yeah, to um, this state of relaxation. Yeah, will like I will show it to you in one of the next episodes. So if I could give you even a small aha moment with this episode, it makes me very, very happy. And I really wish for us women, also for the men, of course, to take better care of ourselves again, yeah, to give much more space to our needs, to show ourselves and our bodies yeah, the appreciation and warmth that we give to our children, yeah, our friends, our partner. So next week, my Ayurveda Hormone Detox begins, and this offers you a great opportunity to take a closer look at your eating and lifestyle habits, yeah, eliminate toxins, and return to a healthier way of life. And if you want to delve deeper into Ayurveda and natural methods to feel strong, energetic, and positive again, and to simply falling back in love with your body, then you should check out my Home and Thrive program and contact me with any questions. So if you like my podcast, I would be happy, of course, if you could spare me a minute of your precious time and give me a five-star rating. Or feel free to leave a small review as well. And I know that's not a given, so most people don't do it. And that's why I appreciate it even more if you do it for me. Thank you very much for listening and all the best to you. Thanks for joining in today. To learn more about the Thrive Podcast or to get involved in Karina's growing community and online courses, visit karinagrueling.com. Remain committed to intentional choices that help you grow and thrive in your body and life because you're worth it.